Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 47. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to finish up our friendship arc by showing you why Joel isn't allowed to build decks. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton. We've, we've reached just about the end of the friendship arc. Uh, we're talking about a deck from our good buddy Fu Joel. Yeah, um, I guess it's the unofficial end to friendship arc. It's the last proper deck we're doing. Yes, and then we're gonna go into kind of a bridge episode that'll mm. take us right into our next arc. Yeah, no, uh, no bonus non-arc episodes here. We're going right into it. Yep, correct. We are just going to do what Ryan said. Yes. Now, yes, before we do, rare. social media coordinates social media coordinates we are cco podcast on twitter or tappedout.net that's where you can see today's deck any deck we've talked about in the past or we'll talk about in the near future we are commander cookout at gmail.com that's where you can send any love mail hate mail show suggestions questions comments no nudes you could send nudes we are also commander cookout on patreon podomatic edhrec.com itunes google play store google machine and I think that's it. And Facebook in the future, but we're still working on that. Maybe for the next arc. Maybe not. Oh, you know what? Just came in the mail today. What just came in the mail today, Ryan? One of the prizes for the next arc. And I think maybe a Facebook page launch at the same time as the uh, next arc. Great way to give stuff away. That is a good time to give stuff away. So watch out for that. We'll announce it on Twitter and we'll put it up. Usually what I've been doing is writing stuff up on our Patreon page and then just posting it out there on Twitter because Patreon lets us say everything we want to say instead of putting it in like 87 different tweets. Yeah. So that's those what I've been doing. stories. I don't understand how those work. I, don't <sighs> know, I suck so bad at social media. Anybody who follows me on Twitter at uh, CCO Brando, you just, yeah. I'm Yeah, you know, I'm, I like Twitter because it's short and sweet to the point, but... I don't know. We like to talk a lot. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed. <laughs> um, no. So Twitter's not the best for that. So lots of the stuff is going to go up on Facebook. Of course, it'll be linked to our, our Twitter account and our Patreon account and our YouTube account, which we've picked up a whole bunch of new followers as of late. Yeah, we're over 100, which, I mean, isn't huge in the grand scheme of things, but it's really big for us. So thanks a ton to everybody who's uh, listening to us on YouTube. Yeah, ever climbing and just a word of... Uh, or uh, a thing, I guess, is I actually lost my work computer. So I'm getting a new computer, but until I do, I'm using my wife's Surface. And I'm not sure if I can actually put the videos together on that. So if you're looking for a new YouTube video, you might be out of luck for just another week until I get my new computer. Right. So just FYI, and if you don't like it, F you. F you indeed. Okay, next thing on the list. Giveaway time. Ooh. Five color mana. Or five-color land-based budget giveaway. Excellent. We're so good at prizes. Ah, yeah. You know what? I think Perf and <laughs> Friends was better, but this one does have a bunch of surprise cards in it that um, they do add to the value of the package. And it's something that can go in a whole bunch of different decks. That's the thing, right? We 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 bash on mana bases so much in the budget section, we decided, well, hey, let's throw some stuff together. And for everybody's information or a reminder is it's got one of every tri-land, all 10 of them, one of every Vivid Land. Excellent budget includes, it's got a Gemstone Mine in there. It's a good one. A few bucks, I like that one. It's got, uh, I think, a couple other lands that go in Atraxa decks, lands that give you counters and stuff. And then it's got some surprise lands in there that if you win, you're going to you're gonna find out what they are. And hopefully you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the winner, after careful... <coughs> analysis and random number generation and lists and lots of time spent sleepless nights and hard alcohol drinking tim white tim white tim white he's the winner tim white like like the old wrestling referee (laughs) (laughs) what no no the dude that like tried to shoot himself and he got his foot instead and then he drank rat poison and he tried to hang himself that guy (laughs) I didn't know he listened to the show. That's dope. that's super cool. No, not that Tim White. I assume not that Tim White. Are you sure? No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> CCO Nation, WWE referee. Tim White listens to our show. Wow, that is so cool. And he won the five-color land giveaway. 
Oh, I hope he likes it and doesn't try and kill himself over it. I hope that as well. Tim White, stay with us, bud. It's going to be okay. Yep, and shoot us your address because we don't actually have it. That as well. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. Correct. Anything else before we get into the main topic? Yes. Uh, I like to do this when I I dismantle decks. I was going to look for a moment of silence for some fallen comrades of mine. Ian, Mm. uh, get this. This is is a genocide of heroes, my friends. So we got Lynn Civvy, Kami of the Crescent Moon, Zodahedron Grinder. No way. Serac Dragonclaw, Sliver Overlord, Anafenza, and one of them that I played so little I forget who it was. You're a monster. Yep, they're all down. So, moment of silence for my at least eight fallen, underplayed commanders. Okay, now for that, I'm going to cannibalize their corpses and make something way sweeter out of all that crap. Very excellent, yes. Yeah. Uh, You have... (laughs) You know what's funny is lots of people, I'm sure, don't even have eight commander decks, and you just totally wrecked eight of your ones that you don't play. Yeah, and I still have a box with 11. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. You have that many decks? Yeah. I don't even have that many decks. But now I have more decks than you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I used to have this deck that we're talking about today, not this exact one. This is one of F.U. Joel. I think it was F.U. Joel's favorite deck to play, too, because we don't let him build his own anymore. And this is and this, this is, is why. Yeah, this deck is why. Yeah. So, We'll get right into it, I suppose, starting with the general, I guess. Yeah, Adun Oakenshield. He's a he's a Jund general. Nice to note, he's also, by in a way, the most expensive Jund general you will ever play by 130%. Yeah, he's like $70 right now, 70 American dollars, which is like 45,000 Canadian dollars. And you explained that? Why is that, Ron? You know. He's originally a rare from Legends. He's a reserve list card, and he, a little while ago, was victim to the buyout phenomenon where somebody goes online and buys every copy they can find online sales drive price price spikes and price corrects itself a little bit but because one or two people own all of the copies after the price correction there isn't very many copies to go around so the remaining copies do actually stay more expensive than they used to be so he's like 70 bucks thanks dildos what does he do he is a 1-2 human knight for black, red, green, and he has black, red, green tap, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. He, he Raise dead. Raise dead. Not reanimate. Reanimate, as per last week's episode, puts guys back onto the battlefield. Raise dead puts them back into your hand. Essentially, he provides redundancy to the deck and going to be super important when you see some of the other includes in the deck. If you can't combo, it is a combo deck. If you can't combo, Adun Oakenshield is going to give you that late game utility to get a bunch of your pieces back that uh, you would otherwise not have had access to. Correct. And that's very important, especially when you see the number of things that this deck uses to win. Okay, so let's get into the recipe. Uh, you know what's funny is Joel's copy of Adun Oakenshield, he actually traded f- from me. I took apart my Adun deck and he and I traded. Um, I got an Ugin Planeswalker and I think that we went straight across because at the time Ugin was like 40 bucks and Adun was like 35 bucks. And he's like, no, I'm hanging on to this Adun Oakenshield because I know that it's going to go up. And now it's $70 and my Adun Oakenshield is like 35 Damn, Joel. So I'm fine with it. I still got the Ugin, and you know what? Ugin goes in more decks. That's true. So hey, I I'm I'm okay with this. I do know Shield is fringe at best. So let's let's get into this. We're gonna go over these even faster than usual because I'm pretty sure we can one word most of the cards in the list. Start with creatures? Yes, 31 creatures, 32 if you include Adun Oakenshield. So you think, oh, maybe it's gonna be like a, a creature beatdown aggro jun deck. Let's find <laughs> out if we're right. <laughs> yeah. Let's start here with Arbor Elf. Arbor Elf, one drop mana dork. Bird of Paradise. One drop mana dork. Boreal Druid. One drop mana dork. Carrion Feeder. Carrion Feeder is a, a one drop sacrifice engine. Dark Confidant. Dark Confidant is actually super good card to drop, to one. During, at the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card, lose life equal to its converted mana cost. The converted mana cost of cards we've looked at thus far, all one. Deathrite Shaman. Deathrite Shaman. One drop mana dork plus graveyard hate. Elves of the Deep Shadow. One drop mana dork. Elvish Mystic. One drop Mana Dork. Eternal Witness. Eternal Witness. 
gets you something from your graveyard to your hand for three mana. Another raise dead effect, if you will. Fleshbag Marauder. Fleshbag Marauder. Sacrifice outlet and or combo piece and or board remover. You play him, everybody has to sack a creature. Fintorn Elf. One drop mana dork. Genesis Hydra. Ooh, Genesis Hydra, one of the outlets for the combo that we're going to talk about. You pay X into it. It's a XX when it enters the battlefield, and you look at the top X cards of your library, and you can play one of them for free. That costs X or less. Y yes. Imperial Recruiter. Ooh, three-drop tutor for a small creature, power two or less. Landwar Elf. One-drop Mana Dork. Manglehorn. Ooh, Manglehorn. I like this guy. From Amonkhet, we'll spend just a little bit of time on him. He is a 2-2. Two -two Beast for green two. When he enters the battlefield, destroy turret artifact. Super cool. Very good. And also, your opponent's artifacts enter the battlefield tapped. So essentially shuts off a mana rock for a turn, which is great. And you're going to encounter mana rocks that cost three or four that come into play after him. And also, he is an excellent Vandal Blast substitute for the combo that we're going to talk about. Next up, Machaeus the Unhallowed. Oh, Machaeus. He gives all of your non-humans undying. So when they die, they come back with a plus one, plus one counter on them. I wonder if that'll come into play. Maybe. How about Necrotic Ooze? Oh, man. The astute players are going to know where we're going with this. So Necrotic <laughs> Ooze has... It's an Ooze for Black Black 2. It's a 4-3, and it has the activated abilities of all cards in your graveyard. Actually, it's all creatures in all graveyards. Oh, even better than what I said. Yes. Mm, okay. How about Orcus Lumberjack? One drop Mana Dork, originally from Ice Age. I like him. Phyrexian Delver. Phyrexian Delver made an appearance last week. He is a 3-2 for 5. He reanimates. When he comes into play, take a creature from your graveyard, put it onto the battlefield. Phyrexian Devourer. Phyrexian Devourer. Now, this, I... Let's give this one a read, because I don't 100% remember. I think it's originally from Alliance. And it's, it looks like a gnome's hat, like a garden gnome's hat. Yeah, it's kind of a weird picture. You're in, um, whatever. Anyway, he's a 1-1 one, one for 6. Sounds terrible. What the hell? When Phyrexian, Devour, wait, when Phyrexian Devourer's power is 7 or greater, you sacrifice it. New paragraph. Exile top card of your library. Put X plus one plus one counters on Phyrexian Devourer, where X is the exiled card's converted mana cost. If Phyrexian's Devourer, Devourer's power, Jesus, is seven or greater, sacrifice it. I don't know why it says that twice on the card, but, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so essentially you exile the top card of your library, and then you put a plus one plus one on it. Yes. Um, I wonder if that's gonna. I wonder if that's relevant with something like Necrotic Ooze when Phyrexian Devourer is in your graveyard. Probably not. It's probably just a bad include. Let's just yeah. Keep going. It's probably like Vampiric Touch. Probably yeah. It's this deck's Vampiric Touch. How about Phyrexian Revoker? Phyrexian Revoker is two drop two one excellent and shuts off activated abilities from being played. Uh, Priest Titania. He she is a two drop mana dork. Protean Hulk. Protean Hulk. Recently unbanned. When he enters the battlefield, he's a 6-6 six, six for 6. Enters the battlefield, search your library. 6-6 six, six for 6. When it dies, you search your library for any number of creature cards with total converted mana cost of 6 or less. Put them onto the battlefield. Sick. Weird. Wins on turn 0 in a 4 by whatever deck. Hmm. Yeah. How about Reclamation Sage? Enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact. Or enchantment. Or enchantment. And combo outlet for um, the combo we're going to talk about. Correct. Scavenging Ooze. Scavenging Ooze. Graveyard Hate gets himself big, big. I wonder if it's relevant with Necrotic Ooze. Probably hmm. not. I wonder I wonder if we're ever going to hear about Oozes again in the future. Probably, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> what kind of assholes would talk about Ooze? Oh, yeah. Come on. Stupid idiots. Sidisi Undead Vizier. Sidisi is a tutor on a creature <clears throat> that you have to sacrifice to tutor. So I wonder if that sacrifice clause is going to be relevant in the future. Probably not either. Nah. Yeah. Vexing Shusher. Vexing Shusher. This is actually a little bit of a hate card, right? 2-2 two, two for 2. When it's in the battlefield, you can pay a uh, a gruel hybrid so your stuff can't be countered. It's very cool. Target and, spell. And he himself can't be countered. Yeah. yeah so he's he's pretty cool. So I like you him. need to force your, your combo through or whatever. This is how you do it. 
Viscera Seer. One drop sacrifice outlet similar to Carrion Feeder, except this one you scry. Okay, now we, we, we purposely skipped a couple of cards, so let's let's go back and talk about them, just because everybody's expecting it. Yep. How about Triskelion? Triskelion, six drop, one one. Huh, six drop, one ones. What is up with that? Joel, you're so bad. You're so bad at magic, Joel. So Triskelion comes onto the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters, and you remove said plus one plus one counter to deal one damage to target creature or player. Dang. Dang. So if you remember Micaiah on Hollowed, Right. Mike and Trike is the name of the combo. It's a it's a staple mono black or black combo in that you remove all of the counters from Triskelion. The last counter comes off and kills itself. Then it comes back into play with a plus one plus one counter on it from Undying from Micaeus and its own three plus one plus one counters. You remove the three, ping, ping, ping. Last one pings itself. It dies with no plus one plus one counters on it. So Undying triggers again, brings it back with four plus one plus one counters on it. Ping, 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 ping. Dies, comes back. Ping, 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 ping. Dies, comes back. That's the combo. Infinite. Immediately. Mike and Trike. Mike and Trike. Next up, we have Walking Ballista. Walking Ballista. XX enters a battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. You can pay four to put an additional one, but we would never do that because we're, we're not gonna terrible. Have, yeah, we're going to have infinite mana when we cast it. You're going to find out how. The important part is remove a plus one plus one from it, and it deals one damage to target thing. So basically the same as Triskelion, but a little different. Yeah, it it's, it's going to give you the same end. And it would work the same with uh, Mike. We'll just call him Mike. Well, the right. thing about it is... he comes back in with one, bam, dies, comes back, bang, dies, oh, yeah. comes back, yeah. bang, dies. You're right, back. yeah, because it yeah. would die, then it would enter the battlefield with, a, with the plus one, plus one counter on it. Same thing, just more triggers, I guess. So redundancy, I think that might be the theme of this deck. With the mana rocks, with or the mana dorks, the combos, we're going to look at the last piece of the combo now. Okay, last creature in the deck, last combo piece, World Gorger Dragon. Hmm. Let's give him a quick read. World Gorger Dragon is a 7-7 for 3 red, red, red. Flying Trample Nightmare Dragon. <laughs> That's neat. I like that. Whenever World Gorger Dragon enters the battlefield, exile all other permanents you control. Sounds when, terrible. When he leaves the battlefield, return all your permanents to play under their owner's control. So he, he pathed to exiles your whole board. So you have a 7-7 Flying Trample guy. With nothing else. Worst. So for any of the, again... More astute players, experienced players, players that know what this combo is. Fast forward, like, one minute. For anybody who doesn't know what World Gorger Dragon is, this is how it works. Remember when we talked about cards last week, like Animate Dead, Dance of the Dead, things of this nature? You actually combo World Gorger Dragon with Animate Dead specifically in this deck, which is an enchantment that says, take a creature from your graveyard, Put it onto the battlefield. It gets minus one, minus zero, and if Animate Dead becomes unattached or destroyed in any way, shape, or form, whatever, the enchanted creature dies. Okay? So, with World Gorger Dragon in your graveyard, cast Animate Dead targeting World Gorger Dragon. World Gorger Dragon comes onto the battlefield. Animate Dead is attached to it, but World Gorger Dragon's ability triggers exiling every other permanent you own. Including Animate Dead. Animate Dead says when it becomes unattached, the enchanted creature dies. World Gorger Dragon then dies, goes back to your graveyard. All your permanents come back into play, including... Animate Dead. Animate Dead says, bring creature from graveyard, put it onto battlefield. World Gorger Dragon. World Gorger Dragon dies. Animate Dead comes back into play. And you put it back on World Gorger Dragon. World Gorger Dragon comes back into play. Exiles Animate Dead. <laughs> and away you go. Yeah. Now, while that's all happening, of course, all your other stuff is going, including your land. And you can be tapping that land before it goes to eventually build up infinite mana in your pool. That's right. Lots of creatures with big time enter the battlefield abilities. We talked about them already. Fleshback, Marauder, Returnal Witness. Even even a Triskelion coming back in with oh, three different yeah. counters. You could Triskelion right. combo that way as well. So you have infinite mana and or infinite triggers on some kind of a creature. And you use that yeah, to like, win the game. Yeah, um, like, um, what was it called? Megalodon? Megalo Megalhorn? Manglehorn. Manglehorn. I think I named every B movie that came out in the last four years in that sentence. Manglehorn. <laughs> and eventually, with infinite mana, you could also just cast your walking ballista for a million and remove a million counters and... Do a million damage. Yeah. And then laugh. Yes, and then your play group will beat you up. It will slap you. Slap you silly. 
F you, Joel. F you, Joel, indeed. Okay, moving on. Instance and Sorceries 10 and 11, respectively. We're going to try and fly through them pretty quick because the instants themselves are fairly straightforward, kind of like last week's deck. We're going to look at Chaos Warp, the first one. It's a removal spell for three mana, instant. And then next is Court of Calling. <clears throat> it's a tutor. Crop Rotation. Crop Rotation is a land searcher, tutor. Let's let's call it let's call it a tutor because it finds Gaia's Cradle. Yeah, right? it's tutor for Crater. Tutor for Cradle, not tutor for Crater. What the hell am I talking about? Entomb. <laughs> yes. Entomb. Tutors into your graveyard. Fire Covenant. Oh, Fire Covenant. I actually like this card. This is a neat card. Give it a read. It's an instant for one black red as an additional cost to cast additional cost to cast fire covenant pay x life fire covenant deals x damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures so one-sided three mana board wipe yeah it just costs us some life don't well, care and life is only a resource until you have uh, none of it right yeah yeah i guess if you're going to play toxic deluge you could just play this and not wrath your own guys it's pretty good yeah and it's like 14 cents or something Twenty-seven Canadian dollars, but I'm okay. Whatever, yeah. So was, yeah. Next up, we got Nature's Claim. Nature's Claim: Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Noxious Revival. Put target artifact or enchantment on top of its owner's library for Phyrexian Green. Rakdos Charm. Oh dang it! You're gonna give me Rakdos Charm. Uh, exiles target graveyard destroys an artifact or one damage to each player for each creature they control. Yes, each creature deals damage to his or her deals one damage to his or her controller. Could be relevant. Next up, Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric Tutor is a one-drop tutor. Worldly Tutor. One-drop Creature Tutor. Both of those put the card on top of your library. Yes. Let's go into the sorceries. We've got, we got Buried Alive. Buried Alive. This was last week's suggestion by me. Three-drop tutor, three creatures into your graveyard. Very powerful in a deck like this. Demonic Tutor. Demonic Tutor. Two-drop Tutor. Diabolic Tutor. Two or Diabolic Intent, sorry. Diabolic Intent is two-drop Tutor, additional cost, sack a creature. Eldritch Evolution. Eldritch Evolution. Three drop tutor. Sacrifice a creature. Find a creature with converted mana cost two higher. Yes. Or, or, or not. Or less. Yeah. Yeah. Green Sun Zenith. X tutor for creature. Shuffle back into your library after. Grim Tutor. Grim Tutor is three drop tutor. Pay two life. Imperial Seal. Oh. Sorcery Speed. Vampiric Tutor. Put it on top of your library. Reanimate. Reanimate. Uh, it reanimates. <laughs> One drop, reanimate. Regrowth. Put card from graveyard into hand. Toxic Deluge. Hey, we just talked about this. Black two as an additional cost, pay X life. All creatures get minus X, minus X. Super good against those pesky... Um, 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 Token swarms. Or indestructible Indestructible things. Yeah, yeah. Victimize. Victimize. Let's talk about this guy for a little bit too because Brando forgot about Victimize when we were first reviewing this list. Totally did. Black two sorcery. Choose target creature. Two target creatures. Sorry. Choose two target creatures in your graveyard. Then sacrifice a creature. If you do, return the chosen cards to the battlefield. Tapped. Tapped. Oh, big deal. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so this is the story I told Joel about Victimize when he told me that Victimize is in this deck, and he's like, Victimize is so powerful. I was like, you have no idea, sir. <laughs> okay, so I am playing uh, white-black deck, my new favorite color combination, and I go turn two, zombie infestation. So it's an enchantment, discard two cards. Get a zombie. Put a 2-2 two -two zombie onto the battlefield. The two cards I discard, <clears throat> Shieldred, the Whispering One, and Grave Titan. Oh. Yeah. So turn two, I got a 2-2 zombie, and I have a Shieldred and Grave Titan in my graveyard. Untap on turn three, Victimize. Shieldred, Grave Titan, <laughs> sacrifice my zombie. Time to beat wholesale ass. <laughs> Joel was like, oh, I didn't even think of using it like that with a discard outlet. Yeah, he, you, he, Joel, what's the matter was, with he you? He was using it for value, something to get uh, mana dorks back or to get your start your World Gorger Dragon whatever, right? What a guy. Yeah, man. That's, that's what happens when you look at a card too narrowly. Yeah. There's all kinds of possibilities. A, that should be a CCO staple. I like me some, some victimized for And the sure. picture's neat, too. It's got like some dude that's all on an altar and stuff. There's a big spear above his head. It's neat. Yeah. It. It's not the kind of porn I like to watch. 
It's totally the kind of porn I like to watch. <laughs> Why do you want to watch two people having sex and you can watch two people having sex on a table with a big knife swinging back and forth above them, coming lower and lower, and eventually one of them gets cut in half? Ropes and candles and stuff. That sounds like a movie like... That sounds like a B horror movie. That's the that... pit and the pendulum, man. That's what that is. That's an that is movie. that of is a movie. An actual movie. Of course there is. <laughs> okay, artifacts. Ten artifacts in the deck, and I think I'm looking at. Okay, first one, Ashnod's altar. You're gonna get sack for two mana. Yeah. Birthing pod. Birthing pod's a tutor. Chrome mox. Chrome mox is an imprint tutor for, or sorry, is a zero drop mana rock that you imprint something onto. Defense grid. Defense grid. I thought that this one was a little bit weird. Each spell costs three more to cast, except during its controller's turn. So it turns off counter spells, kind of. Yeah, but but kind of only, right? Like I mean, you can still pay for them, but this deck is trying to win so quickly that, like, yeah, I got a little story about how quickly this deck wins. Let's keep going. Okay, let's get to that in a bit. We got Golgari Signet. That's a Golgari Signet. Mana Crypt. Mana Crypt. Zero drop gives you two. Mana Vault. One drop gives you three. Sol Ring. One drop gives you two. Sensei's Divining Top. Sensei's Divining Top lets you pay one, look at the top three cards, put them back in any order, and also tap it to draw a card, put Sensei's Divining Top on top. Mox Diamond. Mox Diamond. Zero drop gives you one of any color. Correct. So expensive in the Mana Rock department, hey? Good God, yes. Yeah, but you know what it's going to let you do? It's going to let you... Um, play World Gorger Dragon on turn three. Or... It's going to let you search for World Gorger Dragon, put it into your graveyard, and animate it on turn one. Yeah. And it's going to let you uh, tap and untap, tap and untap those mana rocks for infinite mana, turn one or two, and let you, I don't know, cast Walking Ballista? Yeah. 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 Right, so that rem remember that example, because I was actually running through this deck online, like playtesting, and uh, I actually had that happen. <laughs> and it was super cool. I'll tell you about it in a second. Okay, so lastly, we got the enchantments. These are all, again, fairly straight straightforward. Let's do it. Animate Dead. Animate Dead lets you animate. It's the namesake of the deck. Carpet of Flowers. Carpet of Flowers lets you get a green mana during your main phase for each island somebody else controls, right? Yes. Super underrated card. Like, nobody plays this in our playgroup, and I think... Or maybe just Ben does. And me. Yeah, I everybody should play this deck, yeah. or that that card is very good. One drop enchantment. I don't think it costs very much money, and the art is really nice, too. Yeah. It's really, really very pretty. Mm -hmm. Next up, Dance of the Dead. Dance of the Dead. See Animate Dead. Pernicious Deed. Pernicious Deed. Jesse played this last week. Yep. Uh, X, sacrifice Pernicious Deed, destroy each artifact, creature, and enchantment with converted mana cost X or less, and it costs green, black, one. I like that one. Phyrexian Arena. Phyrexian Arena. Black, black, one. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card, lose a life. Super good. Survival of the fittest. Jesse played this too. Are Joel and Jesse like the same guy? Maybe they are. The, you don't see them together very often. No. Maybe they are. The, maybe. And, and when you do see them together, like one of their skins is like hanging off their face like they're Real wearing hanger. a Jesse suit. Do you think Jesse is just Joel in like a suit? Why do you think we never see air quotes, actually real Jane and Joel at the same time when we see Joel and Jesse at the same time. I think Jane is actually just wearing a Jesse suit. Holy shit. That's disgusting. And probably true. What do you think the inside of it smells like? Probably shit. Ugh. Let's be straight up. God. I'm not implying that Jesse's full of shit. I'm just saying that it probably smells that bad because it's a dead body suit. Yeah. That got dark real fast. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Last card in the deck? Last card in the deck is Sylvan Library. Sylvan Library lets you essentially draw three cards and lose eight life, or lets you draw three cards, look at two of the cards that you, or any extra cards you drew that turn already, and keep one of them, put the other ones back. Super yeah. good, super, it's kind of like Brainstorm every turn almost, right? It's kind of okay, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, Brainstorm. Last time I checked, eh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good card, pretty good card. Okay, do we want to touch on the mana base real quickly? Because essentially there's like one utility, maybe two utility lands in there, and the rest is like efficiency, mana base, dot deck. The, what do you say, the utility lands would be Volrath Stronghold, that gets a creature out of your library into your hand? No. Nope. Or puts on top of your library? G graveyard, graveyard to... Top of the library. There we go. Put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Yeah, for black one, tap it. Yeah. So it gets your, your dudes back. 
There's a Phyrexian Tower, which is sacrifice creature get black black. Uh, very relevant when you're trying to go off early. You've already used the Mana Dork for mana. Then you tap the Phyrexian Tower to get two more mana. So one uh, Mana Dork and one land will get you actually three mana. It's pretty good. And then there's a Strip Mine. It destroys land. And that's basically it. The rest of it's all duels fetch. Shot yeah, Pain, Gaia's you, Cradle. You know what? I do see a Dryad Arbor in there. Dryad Arbor is the land creature forest dryad so it's a creature type dryad and a creature type forest i like this one because you could actually green sun zenith for zero on turn one and then this acts as your mana dork and then green sun zenith gets shuffled back in i don't know if we've ever talked about that little that little nuance there before i do the same thing in animar in case you cascade off of like a Bloodbraid elf into a, a green sun zenith you can still search at zero that's neat i guess i don't i honestly i'm not a big fan of dryad arbor I'm not either because it dies to wrath, and yeah. it's a it's a land that has summoning sickness. Yeah, how shitty is that? Not bad, but it does have its uses, like in this deck with it's, alongside um, Green Sun Zenith. It's so, fine. Not it's terrible. Just, I'm just not a huge fan of it. It's I like guess. 18 bucks or something, eh? Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Card draw spells. Five card draw spells, and I touched on one of them already. Dark Confidant. I love me some Dark Confidant Leg legacy and vintage staple, right? And modern, I guess, right? It's like 50 bucks. Yeah, they're So everywhere. he might pop up again later on in the show when we talk about cuts. We've got five targeted removal spells, one of them being Phyrexian Revoker. And he's really good against commanders that have activated abilities because when you put them onto the battlefield, you choose a card, that card's activated abilities can't be can't be played, can't yes. be activated. He's very good against somebody like a Joyra of the Gitu. Ooh, yes. Because that deck suddenly sucks. Yeah, it's like mono 15 drop. And you know what? I like the redundancy that Adun Oakenshield provides you with Phyrexian Revoker if you do have to start playing that kind of more grindy long game because you can let your Revoker die or sacrifice it to one of your sacrifice outlets. You can sack it to a tower and then... Yeah, and then you can get it back with Adun Oakenshield and cast it again on a different creature. Another more threatening thing. Yep. Mass removal. We've got Fleshbag Marauder. Toxic Deluge, Fire Covenant, and Pernicious Deed. In a combo deck like this that's trying to go early, do you think the four removal, the four mass removal spells are enough? That's all you should probably need, honestly. you got to time them right, though, right? Like, yeah. if you go in combo, and, I mean, this deck is pretty much Glass Cannon to a T. Yes. Minus the little bit of redundancy you have in there with the Graveyard Recursion. But at the same time, the Graveyard Recursion is kind of the combo. So if somebody can stop that... You're kind of hooped, right? The deck has a hard time beating something like a well-protected Leyland of the Void. Yeah. Well, and you know what? We have mentioned a bunch of cards from Jesse's deck last week already, and I think this deck in the weakness section is going to have a lot of similar weaknesses to Graveyard, Removal, and Hate. Yeah. The and difference being is this deck is actually more consistently faster. Yes. So maybe that's, maybe that's a strength. I don't know. Let's get into how to play it a little bit, though. So... I'm playing. I'm testing this deck, and I'm just playing, like goldfishing online on Tapped Out Page or whatever. The very first time I went through to play test the deck, I go, turn one, fetch land into the colors that I needed, into Soul Ring, into Chrome Mox on black. Okay. So I got Soul Ring and Chrome Mox on black up. Okay. I go buried alive. Very good. I searched with buried alive for a World Gorger Dragon, Imperial. Imperial Recruiter and something else. It wasn't relevant. Red Herring, if you will. Sure. That should be a card. Isn't it a card? I think it's an unglued card, but I think it is a card. Oh, God, stupid unsets. I know. Anyways, I searched for World Gorger, Imperial Recruiter, and what have you. Turn two, I go Animate Dead on World Gorger Dragon. Infinite, black, red, green, colorless mana because I got two dual lands that every time World Gorger comes in I can tap them for any one of my three colors colorless with soul ring and the chrome mocks I just didn't really deal didn't, with just didn't uh, imprint anything on it you mean you didn't exile your hand no what's wrong with you this would be bad I finished the loop by reanimating the Imperial Recruiter instead of the World Gorger Dragon and I searched for Walking Ballista with infinite mana cast Walking Ballista on a million dead turn two that's a real thing there you go and i tested the deck a couple more times and while i didn't hit anything quite that fast i did have many three turn and almost every time turn four 
It's a lot of redundancy. So I think that's I think that's pretty good. It's not too bad. I think that's not too bad, pretty good. Now the thing about the deck is there are sixteen tutors. Yeah. And that's something that we do very much try to get away from on CCO Podcast. But because this is one of our friends' deck and we wanted to showcase what kind of decks he builds and why we don't let him build decks. That's right. <laughs> this is what he does. Joel's pretty competitive, right? Plays modern, likes to play legacy. Um, but more so than legacy, he likes to cube. And the cubes are always packed with tutors. Because, I mean, who doesn't like to play a really redundant and consistent draft deck draft deck or oh, powerful man. legacy or modern strategy right they just build them into cubes right yeah and while it is fun if you're cubing to get that engine going or that combo or that strategy in commander when you can essentially take the very swingy not very consistent single card hundred hundred card deck and just make it so it wins every single time on turn three or four not very fun so no. Joel sticks to building cubes and playing modern and lots of times just borrows decks. And then he plays them badly. Or he plays them good. Yeah. Or, or what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not yeah. He's not a bad player. F you, Joel. You're terrible. Yeah, I know that he... Can I tell a Joel story? I don't know if I ever told this one where he was. we were playing real... Not real decks, but like Joel wanted to play Ben's tag team real deck oh yeah thrasios and timna combo deck yeah and i'm like well if joel's gonna do that i was i had some kind of i probably had like snakes or something i was like well i'm not gonna play snakes against that garbage because it's joel so i bust out sadisi and i'm like well fuck so this it's like a hermit druid deck right? yeah let's just end this game real quick joel turn one tutors for a tutor turn two tutors for another tutor <laughs> yeah. turn three tutors for a card to hose me and then just sits there hosing me for the rest of the game. And eventually I'm like, well, F this. Like Sometimes you got to take out the Hermit Druid player. And yeah. then at the end of the game, he was like, well, I used all my tutors and all of my hate so I can't actually win. So he just went the rest of the game like countering everybody's stuff. So the, and he could have just won the game on turn three. But instead, he pushed the game. We played two other games at the other table before that one ended. I was in that game where that happened. Is like, what, the, what the hell? And you know what the worst part is? I was testing out, what, what, what is it? I call her Glenda. What's her name from Rivals of Ixalan, the new vampire one, the black-white one? I was playing that, and it sucks. He's <laughs> 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 playing a real deck. Yeah. That was, that was not a good one. So that, that's the kind of thing that Joel sort of likes to do, which yeah. isn't always the best. Love Joel, but sometimes he can be kind of a cock. Ooh. Back to the deck. Back to the deck. We could talk about cocks all day. <laughs> In actuality, you're going you're gonna to mana dork, mana rock. There's like... 19 or 20 feasible turn one plays, that's 75% of your opening hands are yeah. going to have a turn one play, right? Yeah. Three out of every four games. It's Dork be... Rock, some kind of Triskelion combo. That's the deck. That's the whole deck. Yeah. You're going to cast your cast what you tutored for and start your combo on turn two or three. I'd like to say with protection, but what that means is... You could have tutored for, you know, your nature's claim to blow up the uh, ley line of the void or the graph digger's cage if there's some of those floating around your meta. And really, that just pushes you out a turn. Yeah. Right? You tutor for your nature's claim. You kill the graph digger's cage on turn two. You combo on turn three because you're probably going to have another tutor to find what you need. Yes. This is another one of those decks that will lose to a specific piece of hate that are in lots of decks. Like, Leyline of the Void is fairly common, even at our table. I think, you know what I think is more common is um, the white one. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah, rest in peace. I hate that card. It's a, it's a beating. I card. like decks like this. And A, it exiles your graveyard. Uh, B, and then it keeps it exiled for, like, you don't have a graveyard after that. It gets rid of it, and then you can't rebuild it. Yes, yes. So even if you have anything in your graveyard early in the game like this deck would, it gets rid of it. And it's two mana. Yeah. Two mana. Yeah, I like decks like this with, with graveyard shenanigans because graveyard is just kind of an extension of your hand in a in a well-tuned commander deck, even a non-graveyard deck, right? Yeah. And something like Rest in Peace is just going to ruin your whole day. And just to get really personal again, leave it to white to do what black does better than black does. <laughs> God damn it. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses? Fast as heck. Yes. Strength. It's heck and fast. Heck and fast. And consistently heckin' fast. Yeah. Which is more than just being fast, right? You can be fast and... There are lots of decks that are fast. 
but to be fast all the time or generally fast, I think mm -hmm. really says something about the construction of it. And that actually is due to its redundancy, which I mean, take it, take it with a grain of salt. It's redundant. So it's consistent, but it's also a weakness if you're looking for that unique gameplay experience. Yeah, this deck, like this deck will about, give right? you the same game every time. Yeah, and the other thing that we, you and I talk about occasionally on the show is having multiple routes to victory. And while there is World Gorger combo, there is Necrotic Ooze combo, they're... They're a Triskelion Walking Ballistic combo. Yeah, and you know what? I think that if you're... If you don't do World Gorger combo like on turn two the combo is going to take the same amount of investment in cards and mana. So really, are they kind of the same speed? Maybe. And I th we were talking about that before we went on the air. If you can dismantle the combo, i.e. get rid of Walking Ballista and Triskelion. Or World Gorger Dragon and uh, whatever outlet you're using to win after World Gorger Dragon. Yeah, like you're, the deck really can't win. A well-timed Path to Exile or Swords to Plowshares? It could... it dismantles the deck. Yeah, and, and I... Because you're not going to back up win. If your combo doesn't work, you can't win. I unless I you're agree. Unless your opponents are terrible. If your opponents are all terrible, then you can beat them to death with mana dorks. But after that, you're trying to beat somebody down with a mana dork, and that's never going to work. Goes back to way back CCO episode like 11, where we talk about the archetypes and combo not caring what the other guy is doing. Yes, you do have to wait until your opponents don't have an available white mana, because... There'll be times where nobody has an available white mana. Sure. And you'll probably win as a result. But the longer you go, the, longer the further go. and farther between those chances you're going to get. And it's not like you got a lot of big blockers to stop their Sun Titan from beating you to death. It's not like you got a big swarm of guys that are going to stop right. those goblins from washing over you <laughs> yeah. and killing your family. Like, you're kind of swinging in the wind, especially after you've comboed once or twice. Everybody knows, and there's not a lot you're going to do about it. And that's why the deck has to be fast. Correct. That's why it has to be fast. So when we make a few of the suggestions that we're going to make, you have to be careful with, A, how you play the deck, because the speed Never. of the deck is what makes it powerful. Right. Right? And if you're going to slow it down, you are going to have to either add in some removal, add in some recursion, add in the guy that pulls things out of exile into your graveyard. Rift Sweeper. Right? Something like that. That could go into the deck. Anyways, moving along. I think an old school commander, fun. That's neat, yeah. May maybe not this particular deck, but when you see a Dune Oakenshield sit down on the table, it's pretty cool. It's kind of neat. Yeah, the card's older than my brother. Yeah, I guess. Hey? <laughs> yeah, right? Could could lead to some some very fun, interesting, grindy type games, right? If you did build them old school, raise dead style, raise dead every turn is going to be a grindy deck, and that's kind of the traditional commander style. Yeah, grind right? it out and yeah. play those long games. Okay, weakness, redundant, lots of tutors. It's going to slow the game down if you don't know exactly what you're going after. And for combo decks like this, I am a big proponent of actually practicing. No, you're, this is this is a deck you can sit down by yourself and practice it. Yeah, like you don't you, you can practice this because you don't give a shit what anybody else is doing. You yep. look around the table, see does anybody have an untapped white or something on board that's going to get me? Yeah. If the answer is no. And, and that's it. something that you can actually ask yourself when you're gold fishing through the deck is, okay, what happens if somebody has Swords or Path? What happens if somebody just has, like, Terminate or Terror, right? How do I continue playing the game when I cast World Gorger Dragon, its ability goes on the stack, then somebody exiles it, or then somebody terminates it? What, what then do I do? If you play a World Gorger Dragon and its remove everything ability is on the stack, and then somebody paths it and it goes away, does it just remove all your stuff forever, much like an Oblivion Ring? The answer to that question is yes. So the key to beating this deck is to path the World Gorger Dragon while its exile everything is on the stack. So, so terrible. And we're playing Jund, so they ain't going to force you. They ain't going <laughs> to no. path you. There is a point where this deck is very vulnerable, and that's it. Yep. You know what they could do? Cry. They're not going to force you, but they could, in response to you exiling them, exiling the World Gorger Dragon, they could slaughter pact their own World Gorger Dragon so it hits their own graveyard. <laughs> Does that still work though? Because the, their ability well, is still on the stack, and oh, it's yeah. still not there. You, you would, you, your day would still be ruined, and you would be eating bags of dicks for the rest of it. <laughs> but your world gorger dragon would be in the graveyard, 
not in exile. I suppose you could rebuild your, your board over the next two or three turns and get yeah. him back and try again. Yeah, that's right. You could just rebuild your board to two mana and then animate dead. How bad would you feel if he, if that happened and then they just removed it again? Oh, They just got you again. Hey, I'm sure worse things have happened. This used to be a legacy deck. Keyword, used to be. Wait, you couldn't slaughter pact because you'd have no mana left on your turn to pay for oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, we almost had some tech there. We nope. almost we almost teched it out. No, we didn't. Okay, so I guess that's the the weakness, right? Is it's a little bit glass cannon. Yes, we've beat it to death. It's right? fragile. Path path the dragon. I mean, <laughs> that's and that's probably good advice in in all magic games. If there's a dragon, it probably needs to get pathed. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of too many that don't dragon whelp. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are shitty ones like why are you even playing? Even then, because why are they playing it? It's obviously tech. They might be, yeah. I'm going to go be, home and put Dragon Whelps in all of my could, red decks. Could be Dragon Tribal. Them. Yeah, I guess. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Somebody's been talking about Tribal on a podcast. <laughs> Noobs. Okay, so budget section. Joel wants us to maybe add some spicy includes or, or what have you. I think definitely Slaughter Pact. I think definitely, what did you say? Rift Sweeper? Rift Sweeper. Rift Sweeper? Yep. Rift Sweeper is a 2-2 two, two for one and a green. When it enters the battlefield, you choose a card, face-up card that's exiled, and you shuffle it into the owner's library. Don't mind that. And relevant creature type being elf. You worked with Priest of Titania. Works with Priest of Titania. And my next suggestion to work alongside Priest of Titania is that $47 survival of the fittest could become a $14 Fauna Shaman, just like we suggested last week. Fauna Shaman, Elf Shaman. A little slower than survival, actually a lot slower than survival, but also, a lot less money. Also good with um, necrotic ooze because necrotic ooze would get your your fauna shaman ability when it's in the graveyard. That's right. And then you can discard whatever you want whenever you want, like your world gorger dragon to your fauna shaman necrotic ooze thing. I don't mind that. So another one that I like is Deathbringer Thoktar, and he is a three three. Zombie beast for red, black, four. Whenever another creature dies, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on Deathbringer Thoktar, and you can remove plus one, plus one counters from Deathbringer Thoktar to deal one damage target creature or player. So that second ability is just like Triskelion. So if you did want some Triskelion redundancy... Other than Walking Ballista, it's another way of doing it. That's another way, and 48 cents. And if you wanted to maybe take out the World Gorger Dragon combo and just play a little something a little bit more grindy or let's say you wanted to have a zombie thub sub theme like we talked about the elf sub theme there right going back to that elf sub theme i actually like things with tons and tons of mana dorks like this i actually like crater hoof behemoth and i like pathbreaker ibex and i also like the overrun triumph of the horde type effects because they do offer you an instant type of win albeit it's like five six eight mana and it takes away that weakness of, now my combo is gone, now I have a bunch of crappy creatures that won't win me the game. Exactly. And so, I know that Joel's not the kind of guy to scoop, so he's going to sit there with all these little grindy dudes and try and grind out games, and it's just not going to work. Yeah. At, at best, you're going to get, you know, somebody's going to tap out to take somebody out, and you're going to get, you, they're going to leave one blocker up or whatever. You can remove their blocker and then swing in with your bunch of little dudes because they're at like six life, and they thought they had one or two blockers to not die. Yeah. I mean, sure, if that's your the magical Christmas land that you want, maybe you add a Pathbreaker Ibex or maybe you add a Crater Hoof or whatever because, I mean, you're playing Gaia's Cradle, you're playing Priest of Titania, you're playing 700 mana dorks. How many exactly? We didn't mention. You're actually mana rocks and dorks, 17 in this deck. It's lots. Yeah. And then classic budget section. I mean, we go into the lands. There's $456 worth of duels. And honestly, cut them. Play basics. Play Lana War Waste. Play Carplusen Forest. Play Sulfurous. Sulfurous Springs. Sulfurous Springs. Those are pain lands. Those are the pain lands. Play something else. I don't mind those. Those are not bad. And the the artifact ramp section is also, again, that takes away from the consistency, but you're paying big money for those artifacts. I'm thinking Mana Crypt, Mana Vault. Very much divining so. top, and all of those. They're, y- they're big money. You know what? Across this competitive EDH kind of sp- 
not spectrum. I, when you're in the competitive EDH spectrum, those are consistent across all decks. Just because yeah. they're going to let you do on turn one or two what you normally do in Commander on, on turn five or six. Yeah, on turn seven or eight. Yeah. 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 But I'm looking at Imperial Seal and Imperial Recruiter, basically, and Mox Diamond. Those are the next most expensive cards in the deck. Basically, if it has the word Imperial in it or Mox in it, it's going to be expensive. And that is synonymous or consistent across the entire board of Magic. Even Mox Lotus is actually <laughs> is actually worth more money than it should be. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. You know, you know what? You would think that that's going to be true again with the word Lotus, but it's not. No, lots of Lotus things are, are janky and garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, Imperial Seal... 450 Imperial Recruiter, 250 Mox Diamond, 150. That's $850. You could play in their stead the Temple Lands. The Temple Lands, Malice, Malady, and Abandon are going to let you scry one when they come into into play. Sure. And I've the deck. Yeah, I've mentioned it before. They set you up for the next turn, next turn, next turn. And if you're not trying to win on turn one or two, because you're not in this deck if you're cutting these cards. Yeah. If you're, and if you're cutting World Gorger Dragon anime dead combo, you're not trying to do a turn two win. Correct. Right? Those temple lands that come into play tapped are fine. Nothing wrong with them. I mean, yeah. you could also cut, I mean, maybe not a bunch of money, but you could spice this deck up probably quite a bit if you go for a more creative necrotic ooze combo. Ooh, yeah. Like any, some, any like, examples? Well, you could blow out uh, what I use in my actual deck is I use the Una combo where you make infinite mana with your Necrotic Ooze and then use Una Queen of the Fate to exile everybody's libraries and get a bunch of zombie tokens. I don't mind that. Not zombies, fairies. Fairy tokens, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the same deal, but it's a little bit different. Or you could use that dude where you can tap a green and a guy gets plus seven, plus seven. There's lots of creatures that are so janky because they're overcosted, but they have really cool abilities. Oh, yeah. And you can just abuse um, them. Rise of Eldrazi. The invoker or something, right? Yeah, like he's a terror. He's like a one-one for nine, but you tap him to give something <laughs> yeah. plus seven, plus seven, and that's that's he, kind of is fun. He an, is he an elf? What the heck card is that? I I don't remember. Doesn't matter. If you know what it is, CCO Nation, let us know, and we'll update you next show. But for right now, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just some garbage card that's that funny. You, you could put in there. Yeah, you know what? Gaius Cradle, two hundred eighty-five dollars. Put in Growing Rights of Itlamok. There you go. And Growing Rights is actually going to let you look at the top four cards of your library for a creature anyways, right? So it's And all the creatures are so undercosted. They're all one-drop dudes. It's not like you're going to have a hard time getting that thing online. You'll flip that cradle in no time. That's right. Fetch lands, $200 worth. You could be Slow Fetches, Terramorphic Expanse, Evolving Wilds, and the one that you always mention is... Myriad Landscape. Myriad Landscape. You could use the Karoos. Right, and you could bounce the temple lands with your Karoo lands, and then you could temple again, and that lets you see additional cards deep when you scry when you replay the temples. Yes, right. Survival we talked about. Dark Confidant we we touched on him. He's fifty bucks, and there is a little three drop enchantment called Dark Tutelage. Easier to have it stick around because people are going to see Dark Confidant in a competitive EDH deck with a low converted mana cost, and, and they're going to want to kill it, down. it. Dark Tutelage. During your upkeep, draw an additional card, lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. It's the same thing, but it's an enchantment. It costs one more. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I would... It costs be... $49 less. Yeah, it actually does. The only thing I'd be weary of is with the suggestions that we're making, the converted mana cost is going to go up. So if you look at all of the budget suggestions, you're moving this deck from $2,800 it was at... $2,800. ...to 950 which is still a hell of a lot. Still a hell of a lot. And and the deck is markedly less good. Yeah, maybe this deck just isn't for everybody. Yeah, this is this is not an ever This is a you have a really deep card pool deck. Although I think I actually own most of these just because I've been playing for so long. I I could actually build this deck when I get home if I wanted to, which I don't, but I could. So I mean and I'm sure there's lots of other people out there who just sort of have these bumping around. Yeah, like are, a, like a Macias is 25 bucks, but people like lots of people just have that card, right? I have a Japanese one that I've been trying to trade for English one for literal years. I know. We've talked about this. Yeah. I want to do straight across because yours is foil and mine isn't. Mine isn't foil. It's just Japanese. Oh, I thought it was foil. No, it's just Japanese. Oh, take a hike. Yeah. See? There it is. That's that's how it works. That's how it always goes. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what this card does. Well, I don't. I, I do know, but I don't want an Asian one. It's like, well, come on, you're racist. And, they, <laughs> and for some reason, that doesn't convince people. 
You know what I mean? It's like calling people a bad name doesn't convince them to do what you want them to do. Definitely not. Lessons to live by, CCO Nation. Okay. Lesson to live by? Card of the, of the week. week. What what do we decide on? What 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 was it? We're gonna go with our good buddy Manglehorn, because he's a uh we talked about him earlier. He's a two two for three, one of which is green. Comes into play, destroys an artifact. Also, artifacts or opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. I like him. And he costs what? Like twenty five cents or something? Yeah, he's cheap and foils of him, two bucks. And he acts like a little mini Vornclux. Kind of, for, for rocks, I for, guess. For rocks, yeah, specifically for rocks. He kills the worst artifact on the table and then slows all those rocks down. If you can power him out early, which in a deck like this, he's going to hit the table turn two, blow up a rock, and then slow everybody down. Yeah. It's a good card. Okay, moving into the milk list. The milk list. Milk list, as per EDHREC.com, are the most popular cards in each converted mana cost from zero, and in this case, up to 15 and we're going to go through them. Let's see what Joel plays and what Joel does not play. Indeed. At the zero drop slot. Mana Crypt. Yes. Soul Ring at the one drop slot. Yes. At the two drop. Secure a Tribelder. No. No. Hmm. Too slow. Eternal Witness at three. Yep. Perforos God of the Forge at four. Nope. Dictate of Erebos at five. Nope. Deathbringer Thoktar at six. One of my suggestions. <laughs> nope. Avenger of Zendikar at seven. Nope. Poor guy's kind of fallen out of favor, hey? He really has. Yeah. Crater Hoof, another one of my suggestions at eight. Nope. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nope. Kozilek Butcher of Truth at ten. Nope. Ulamog Infinite Guy at eleven. Nope. It the Betrays at twelve. Nope. Emmercool Promised End at thirteen. Nope. No fourteens, actually. And no Dinkmoth Infusion? Yeah, no Dinkmoth, not playing blue. Huh. And Emmercool Eon's Torn at fifteen. Of course it's not. No, definitely not. It's banned. Yeah, so. You know what? I expected there to be three or four, and there are three matches to the milk list. There we go. So there's three cards that are of the most popular One card. of which is Sol Ring, which is a given. Yeah, that one doesn't really count, but, I mean, whatever. Okay, Spice Calculator. People, 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 you know people, people, people. Only 93 Adun Oaken Shields on EDHREC.com when we made this list, and that makes him the actual seventh most popular commander. He is behind... He is. I was amazed by this. Zira Arlen. She's another. I think she's from Legends as well. I th- no, she's not. She, I got her. I got. Her, I actually got her in a Chronicles pack. She's from Legends that I opened. So she's from Legends as well. She's a one-two for Jund colors, flying Jund tap her and draw a card. I don't mind Jund tap draw a card for thirty-five cents. That's if that's your graveyard good. is full of creatures and you want to pick the best one. Jund tap best creature in your graveyard. Much better. More powerful. <laughs> but less popular. <laughs> and not printed in Chronicles. It's less popular by a factor of, I guess, I think he's two. She's 100% more popular than he is. Yeah. It's weird. Probably because more people have them. I actually have two, one of which I opened within the last five months. Yeah, one of them was in an Open Flippy Dot Drinky Repack. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> oh, we played Open Flippy the other day, hey? With... With Joel. With Eternal Masters. Yes, yeah, so good. We cracked a Blood Braid, cracked some good foils, cracked a Jace. That was good. That yeah. was fun. May or may not be an infographic coming out for openflippy.drinky when we do or do not launch a additional social media page. That may or may not be Facebook. Who knows? I'm just saying. Yeah, it could be a thing. 2.23 average converted mana cost in this deck. Good God. Yeah, super low. You're going to have action on turn one and two and three every single game. Yes. Critical turn. Three, you can kill everybody at the table on turn three with this deck. Fairly consistently. I, al- I almost want to say the critical turn is two. If left unmolested on turn two, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Let's I'll... go with three. Just to... I put it at three just to give Joel the benefit of the doubt and try and squeeze a little bit of extra spice in there for him because the deck, yeah, you're going to uh, see not that spicy. Yeah. Optimal game size, four. The more people who could potentially have Path to Exile, the, the... less <laughs> likely you're going to win. And we <laughs> talked about why that's a thing. Let's just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Uniqueness rating, 33. So that is 33 cards that are different than the stock list on edhrec.com. That's actually good. That's pretty good. Yeah, but we're not playing the average Adun good stuff deck. We are playing Reanimator, World Gorger, Necrotic Ooze combo. Playing a dirty combo deck. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 16 Tutors crushes the spice rating. When you add it all together, beep, boop, 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 22 Spicy. It's basically white bread with yeah. some pepper on it. 
Yeah, we've had white bread with pepper on it before. We don't like it that much. No, it's very bad. No. But again, it's, it's all tutors. If you, you know took what, the tutors you know, out and- my, my grandma, when I had a plug nose, used to make me drink warm milk with pepper in it. What? Terrible. What? Yeah. Oh. So that's what this deck is. Yeah, warm milk with pepper in it. Yeah. If if you think pepper is spicy, the warm milk will actually cut the uh, spice down. Huh. So you take the least spiciest spice and you cut it with some milk. Because you're just, you're that hurting. And that, yeah. that's for bloody noses? No, for running noses. Running noses. Running noses, like if you have a cold. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody, yeah, no, my grandma used to punch me in the face and then give me milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Grandma, can I have a glass of milk? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> No. Yes, I mean, you look at all the reanimation, you look at all the, the regrowth, you look at all the, the the actual graveyard hate that this deck packs. I mean, it's it's a cool deck, it's fun. For you. For combo players, but uh, not that not that spicy. So, it is one that you'd sit down at a table with and be like, oh, god damn it. Which is the same with every god all damn, of Joel's I gotta, decks. I gotta switch my deck to my other deck that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, what else? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. For the final deck in our friendship arc. I think I actually like this deck less than the deck we talked about last week. And if you listen to last week's episode, I really didn't like that deck. But I appreciate, again, much like last week, the the building savvy that went into this. Like you listen to it, There's not a whole lot you can do with it to change what it does. And what it does do, it does very well. And you have to appreciate this. I think you appreciate that this deck exists in the format because it's the it's one of the metrics by which you can judge how the format works. This if, is as fast as it gets. If you didn't have decks like this, then like there wouldn't be a top end of the format. This this is a deck that plays in the top end of what you would do in an EDH game if that's the game you want to play. It doesn't give you a lot of fun times. It doesn't give you a lot of yucks where you're sitting around drinking beer with your buddies. This is the one that you bust out at the end of the night when everybody wants to go home, or let's just say Joel brought two sealed boxes of Eternal Masters and we want the game to be over so that we could open Flippy.Drinky that stuff, and they bust this out. That's what this is for. That's the only reason that it's good, and that's a thing. So that's our second super tuned, super consistent, super redundant friend deck, and next week we're going to go into an untuned, inconsistent mess that we are going to tune up live for you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Get it. One drop mana dork.